Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Wow. Hello, every glamour girl out there in America and the globe, to be completely honest and even inclusive. I just want to say, hey, it's Sam. Uh, I want to say two things before this episode kicks off. The first thing is that to celebrate the new year, we will be doing an earnestness bonanza, which, if you don't know, is when we speak earnestly for the entire episode uh, and we answer your questions about us, about the world, about whatever. Just email us at straightyalab at gmail.com your questions and we will respond with a level of sincerity and earnestness that the world has never seen. Um, And get those questions in quickly because we're going to be recording like the weekend of January 1. So uh, email us quickly your questions. And the second disclaimer I want to say is that (laughs) this episode you're about to listen to, we recorded a few weeks ago. So if we sound like really flippant about partying or like maybe even covid who knows uh just know that it was sort of before omicron descended upon the city and um we are not covid deniers uh don't get me wrong we are complete psychopaths but it's in a more tasteful way i assure you um so enjoy this episode and i just want to once and uh for all remind you that we are normal and email us at stradiolab at gmail.com your questions and um okay bye enjoy the app bye
Okay, what's up, everybody? Podcast starts now. You are listening to Stradio Lab, the podcast uh, hosted by two gay guys about straight culture, but also not at all. God, you're getting so good at that. Thank you. I really, it's hard to hear my voice now. Yeah. Um, and no listener can agree with me. Please don't agree with me when I say that. But I will say it's hard to hear my voice now. I feel like I sound, I can't stop thinking about the And Just Like That podcasting and feeling like I'm doing the cadence of someone playing a podcaster on an episode of And Just Like That. Right. I, uh, every, I, you know, you would think hearing your own voice would get easier. I would say every time I hear my own voice, I actually think it's worse than the last time I heard it. And in fact, I've always known that I have kind of a condition where I sound like I'm mocking whoever I'm talking to. Like, I understand <laughs> that that's just like my natural speaking voice. Mm-hmm. But when you hear it and like, when I hear it from the outside, I'm like, why can't you just sound like a kind person <laughs> rather, than, <laughs> rather than sounding like you're literally mocking everyone you're talking to? It's so difficult. Wow, that must be difficult. Yeah, I, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what it is. Here's what And Just Like That did to me. And this is maybe the straightest sentence I will ever say. Hmm. Do you, um, the film 300, we were all there when the film 300 came out. Of course. Uh, we were standing <laughs> with the film I just want to say, Sam, and sorry to be... I know people are, you know, I, whatever. I talk about this all the time. 300 was insanely formative for me because I was, as you know, living in Greece at the time. And there was like a giant like promotional campaign where they would have like all of the like catchphrases. Like, like for instance, when they say like, come and get it, that's like literally from, there's like an ancient Greek phrase for that oh. phrase or whatever. And so like that would be on the posters, like in the multiplex, it would be like whatever. Then we had like, a teacher that would be like, you know, the film is actually more historically accurate than you think. And then I would like parrot that because I thought that was like an interesting thing. And then, of course, I then like had a friend who was, you know, Iranian and was like, no, it's not, you psycho. It's literally racist. <laughs> like they are portraying the people, <laughs> the people as like, literally like truly like the most offensive possible terms. But sure, I was like, sure, oh, sure. a teacher told me it was historically accurate. <laughs> Yeah, would anyway. a teacher lie? But anyway, yeah. okay, so the film 300, yes. we all loved it. Uh, this is an incredible, mm-hmm. formative piece of media. Agreed. Uh, but then, and this is where it gets even worse, there was an episode of, I believe, South Park that was making fun of 300 and sort of doing the, like, slow motion, speed up things, whatever those are called, like, over and over yes. again. Yeah. Um, and it fully made it. So then I tried to rewatch 300, and it... I, I couldn't see I couldn't not see the South Park parody and it mm-hmm. then lost all its joy and I feel um, that that's what uh, the podcasting on and just like that has done for me. Whoa. Okay. Interesting. See, I feel similarly <laughs> about I was I've never been a, I've never been like a Star Wars fan, but I did love the movie Spaceballs uh-huh. and to me like that was essentially my first interaction with Star Wars culture is watching Spaceballs. Like that was the first time I had like thought about like, I don't know, Princess Leia's hair or like the fact that they're in the desert, you know, whatever. And so it is impossible for me to like engage with Star Wars content without thinking of that movie. But I see, yeah, it's almost like sometimes the portrayal of the thing is more, um, is is more, uh, makes more of an impression than the thing itself. Yeah. I think we, you know, parody is mm-hmm. much more dangerous than we than we give <laughs> yes, it credit for. Agreed. Da- parody is one of the most dangerous th- uh, forms of expression, and it should be censored, outlawed. 
Um, <laughs> I think I think my greatest fear is being accurately parodied and then not being able to do my thing, whatever that is. If anyone ever parodies our podcast and has like an ac- like has accurate jokes about each of our shortcomings, I would We're fucking probably kill myself. <laughs> I can't imagine living past that. I can't no. imagine what how I would continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like having, and you know, there are a lot of people have jokes about this, but like the care, the idea of the caricature artist mm. that like it's their job is to take the things that you're most insecure about and then exaggerate them and then be like, here. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm going to go ahead and call it. Mm. You're not allowed to make fun of us. Yeah, I would say that's fair. I think no one should be allowed to make fun of us. And I think we should be allowed to make fun of literally whoever. I think, um, yeah, it's not fair, but that's life. I think uh, no one can be mean to us and we're allowed to be mean to whoever we want anytime we want. I agree. And I would go (laughs) even farther and say we're allowed to kind of like do under the guise of cultural criticism say anything bad about like a television show or a yes. film or anything we watch mm-hmm. but if you or i ever are lucky enough in this industry to produce literally anything no one is allowed to critique it <laughs> i think that is genius i think i think there is a ban on critiquing anything we touch i yeah. think i think that's healthy i just think if you were to critique Maybe if we wrote on a show, if we were blessed to write on a television show and then maybe one of the things was bad and you like accurately said what was wrong with it. No, that's not right. No, no, no. (laughs) I would immediately block and report anyone who did that. Yeah. And I'm not talking about on Twitter. I'm talking like to the authorities. I obviously think we should get rid of the police unless you critique me. Yeah, I would say there needs to be a special privatized police force, (laughs) kind of similar to Blackwater. um, And they should be free for gay podcasters to call on when someone critiques their work. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to actually build this umbrella even wider. Um, Critiquing any gay podcaster. Because if you say the word gay podcaster, it's about us. And that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you suddenly can't... we're implicated. <laughs> yeah. You have to, if you're going to critique gay podcasters in general, you have to put an addendum, not Sam and George. One of the worst things to be in this world is implicated. Yes. And hear me out. I, to me, I'm like, like, I am an observer. I am a critic. I am a, a comedian. You know, I need to be able to look at the world from a distance and then decide what is good about it and what is bad about it. The second I am part of that world or you make me somehow feel complicit in anything, I can't do my job anymore. I can't do my job. And when I can't do my job, the whole world suffers because it's a gift. It, right. It's like, who is going to critique the world if not me? <laughs> like, I can't be in it. Then it would be unethical for me to critique it. Then, I, then it would be a conflict of interest. <laughs> Yeah, we perceive you. You can't perceive us. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's not how it should work. No. Well, I think this is good. It's good to set ground rules. (laughs) I think. And you know how our listeners can be. It's they need rules. Well, as we've said before, we have the smartest listeners of any podcast, which is a double edged sword. Yeah, (laughs) because sometimes, you know, they'll be thinking maybe critically about us and sort of use that wit. You have to nip it in the bud. (laughs) Yeah. You have to redirect. You have to kind of, you know, like toss them a, a bone, like something else that they can think about. You're like, no, you're getting too close to the truth. Think, you know, no, talk about this. Talk about Queen's Gambit. Yeah, talk about uh, talk about how bad um, Bridgerton is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about Bridgerton. <laughs> uh, it's wow. difficult. 
I think we have a healthy relationship to our hyper intelligent listeners. I think I agree. I think you know, listeners crave boundaries and rules, and mm-hmm. we are really setting them up for success. Yeah, well, I'm writing uh, recommendation letters for college for all of our listeners and setting them up for success. <laughs> that actually would be huge. I know. Do you ever? Um, did you ever have? Okay, did you ever have a mentor in comedy, or were you ever a mentor to someone else? Did I ever have a mentor in comedy, or was I ever a mentor to someone else? I'm just thinking about the idea of writing a letter of recommendation for someone. Like, we don't get letters of recommendation in our own, in our field. When I was younger, I had a couple, like, uh, I mean, they were like five years older than me, but they were like really nice and like seemed like they were going to be that and then i think i realized like that's not really how it works but it's a dog eat dog world <laughs> but they were like very they would like i would be like can we get drinks and they would like be like you know you're you're 25 there's plenty of time you know what i mean it was that right. type of thing which actually yeah. i did need to hear at the time but mm-hmm. um wasn't materially helpful if that makes no, sense no, no, no. <laughs> and those people are now bitter and want to kill you oh the meanest grumpiest people on earth yeah but you know uh, but I'd still hook up with them. You know, and that was also part of it. <laughs> I kind of wanted to hook up. I mean, up. you have to. You can't not be inclusive just because they're bitter and old. In fact, it makes them a little uh, hotter, to be honest. But Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Speaking of people that are the opposite of bitter and unpleasant, <laughs> I think it's yeah, time to bring in our guest. We have to bring in our guest because, yeah, we're being um, weird today, to be honest. Huh. I actually think we're being perfect. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. No notes. I think this was like a really good intro. Okay. I love it. That's why I'm like, and I'm ready to introduce our guest because I think we've done everything we set out to do. I think it's a 10 out of 10. Perfect. Well, with that being said, um, please put your, ah, we still don't have a real uh, intro line. I know. We always change it every time. Um, put your feet on the ground. <laughs> because this guest is going to take you to the moon. Uh, please give it up for Shalewa Sharp. Hello. Hi. Hello, Shalewa. Yeah. <laughs> I first apologize for saying, please give it up. I feel like that was very... We're really like, sorry about that. I apologize on his behalf. <laughs> that was very like, I'm hosting a comedy show. And I'm yeah. like, I do think maybe saying your name, I was like, okay, I'm I'm in a comedy show. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Please give it up. Right. Yeah. I get it. You know, you want to keep this train moving along. Keep this comedy right. train mm-hmm. moving. You know. Yeah. When people say, let's keep this show moving. Yeah. It's just, but there are no, you know what I have? I always have the really toxic instinct is to use the phrase ladies and gentlemen Mm. when I'm hosting a comedy Mm. show. It just like comes out of me and I have to like remind myself, don't say that. That never sounds good. Like it always seems like a good idea as it's coming out of your mouth. And then you're like, oh no. Right. Where does that urge come from? Do you think? I think it's like the most old fashioned possible way to address, like you're like, well, I got to play the part. I'm on a stage. Like, I got to re- refer to people as ladies and gentlemen. I usually go with y'all. Well, and then I'll do the even worse thing y'all. of y'all. Yeah. I'll do the even worse thing of saying ladies and gentlemen and then feeling like I have to tag it with like an everyone in between. And it's like, that is the oh, worst actually, that is, thing. That's that worse than the ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even saying it. I'm not. I'm saying it neither like as a joke or to be be inclusive i'm just saying it like to say something that like make that like somehow makes ladies and gentlemen better and it only makes it worse well i mean that and everyone in between matched with the tone mm-hmm. of your voice which you have acknowledged 
can sound yes. meaner than you mean it to be. I know. It's just I like, know. It's does true. this guy just neg the audience? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is he is he like against, you know, the, the is he like pro gender binary? <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, <it's> just... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a confusing time. I just, uh, I say y'all, where I started doing comedy, that host, it was at, it's at a dive bar in Atlanta that still happens. Mm-hmm. I recorded my first album there and that host is a very particular kind of guy. Just one of those gruff, um, go, long goatee, sure. punk rock kind of dude but like oh. older so he he just has like a gruff voice and he's ah, rah, 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 rah. and of course he's a sweetheart but the way that he gets people to clap at the show is he says slap or just put your dick skinners together whoa oh, no and i'm like i don't is that everyone <laughs> what is a dick skinner Sumi means hands but then i am concerned as to what oh. everyone else is doing with the dicks yeah that is what is resulting is skinning huh i don't know but he does it and people clap and i'm like i i don't know how i feel about that but yay they're clapping sure i think people clap out of shock he's been saying it i mean he's been hosting that show for like 15 something years so well if it's your catchphrase yeah. you got yeah it. so that's the first <laughs> that's your brand the first thing when people are are mocking him they're just like ah put your dick skinners together and we're like yeah mm-hmm. that guy <laughs> wow yeah bless his heart bless his heart <laughs> do you think that guy that style of guy will come back into vogue i think there are areas where he never left i was about to say i really think that guy has you know is doing fine <laughs> it's kind of like when i go out to la and i see dudes in still in long board shorts mm. and converse and i'm just like oh okay so we never stopped listening to like beastie boys out here like totally okay got it yeah there's something about los angeles where it's like in some you imagine it as a place that is ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. because you're like oh this is where hollywood is whatever and then you go there and you're like is everyone stuck in the 90s just (laughs) oh my god seeing like full-on hair metal dudes like walking yeah. in broken leather in the sun is totally. so funny or like goths. goths you'll see goths in la i think of la as like a place where cool people go to retire <laughs> totally like, they are still yeah. cool but they're like okay i'm i just want things a little easier now yeah and, right or like surfer bros like everyone what's nice about la is no one can do nuance in any way so people are like okay yes. well i just have to pick an archetype and <laughs> yeah. stick with it and that and there's something nice about that like you're almost like you're you're in a cartoon where everyone has their own little personality and they're just like okay well this is what it is like i'm just i'm a surfer right. bro i'm yep. a goth like i'm you know i'm like kind of like a slightly creepy dad. And then you just like do that, g- run with yeah, that. Yeah, the first time I was in LA for an extended period of time, I was, after like three or four days, I was like, oh, I see how Smash Mouth happens. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. I see how I, I see how you get a Sugar Ray out of this. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I also think, and maybe this is, maybe this is only my experience, but I'm going to put it out there as a fact, Mm -hmm. which is kind of awesome. Um, (laughs) I do think, uh, 
indie rock is still very much alive in LA. Like like the dream of indie rock, the like yes. like a restaurant that is cool will be playing indie rock and be like, isn't this cool? In a yeah. way that I feel like New York does not have. Yeah. Like New York is like, well, no, indie rock's over or something. That like, is not just LA. I think that's any place with a car. And I, I say that because indie rock kind of sounds better in a car. That's <laughs> such a good point. And you know what else sounds better in a car, honestly? Um, that guy who's saying, put your dick skins together. Yeah. Like, shock jock radio. I'm like, if I'm in a car, suddenly I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to Joe Rogan, yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it, somehow oh it makes sense. But when you are on the subway, mm -hmm. you need, it feels like you need something with a strong beat to counteract wow, you the are, beat of the yes. subway or yes. it makes whatever horrible thing you are unfortunately a witness to seem more mm -hmm. festive mm. Or, <laughs> right. or it gives you like the fake um, bravado that you need to just be on the train and act like you're not bothered by a woman swinging on a pole and like her face is bleeding sure. and you're just like, that's okay, I'm whored, I don't need that. But that's not the same when Neutral Milk Hotel is on and you're crying. That's right, you can't do it with Neutral so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But indie rock sounds great when you're driving or stuck in traffic. No, you're so, you're so right. That I mean, because that's like how soundtracks to movies work mm -hmm. too. Like it, you're more likely to listen to indie rock when when there are cars involved in a film rather than when someone's on a yeah, subway. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like shorthand now when someone, <laughs> no matter what the yeah. scene is or what the movie or television show might be, when they are going into the subway, somehow someone manages to walk by blaring hip hop. Yeah. Yes. Being on a on an old school like like boombox or on like beats speakers wireless yeah. somehow someone's always rolling by with that and you're like we get it <laughs> we're, we're i know it is interesting how yeah yeah it's like urban <laughs> urban <laughs> but no one again no one is rolling by no playing like arcade fire <laughs> no no. <laughs> yeah wow wow yeah. i mean that yeah we really unpacked something because i do feel like indie rock musicians would sort of resent that like i feel like if you said that to them they'd be like well no i'm not part of car culture and it's like sorry babe you are yeah right but i don't see any of them on a train i mean i do but yeah. they don't. <laughs> that's not who i'm turning to for help <laughs> right 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 yeah also no one's gonna like the, the the people that you know do some kind of performance on the subway it's never gonna be like an indie right. rock band <laughs> I would be furious. Although it would be funny if like all of Arcade Fire, like all 17 <laughs> members were suddenly in the subway and someone was like playing the triangle. I would be furious if someone took out a tambourine and just started and like, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> God, oh God, if someone took out a tambourine. It could be an incredibly tone deaf promotional technique. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do feel like they, Arcade Fire would be the ones to do it. Like remember when Reflector came out and they like vandalized yes. the city with Reflector like promo? Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, I think people were mad. I remember people being mad. I know. Can you imagine how difficult it is to be? I mean, listen, Arcade Fire is doing fine. But like, imagine being a band or an actor or a comedian. Well, let's not go the comedy <laughs> route. But someone who is so captures a moment mm -hmm. and then that moment ends. And then you're always going to be almost like a nostalgia act. Right. Oh, it's so I think about that and it's so dark. And I'm like, it happens so quickly. 
I know. I'm glad that you guys have that on your mind because it is <laughs> it is shocking how fast it is. And all I can think about is how my mother was about what she liked to listen to. And I'm yeah. like, I I really feel like I shouldn't know this much Motown, but that's fine. That's great. <laughs> we'll do that. And the idea of, okay, I was just telling someone the other day that I was listening to a song off of the train spotting soundtrack. So one, Whoa. that's that's yeah. a moment. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Train spotting really was a moment. It was a yeah. real moment. And two, I started crying out of nostalgia of like an, a simpler time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And three, yeah. the song was Born Slippy by Underworld, which is just a relentless <laughs> like dance track, just banging four on the floor, no nuance nothing yeah barely a breakdown just a guy yelling at you with this boom 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 and i'm on like broadway weeping it like remember when things were easier yeah oh my god and i was like i did not think this would be the song that would have me go full-on big chill like nostalgia moment yeah yeah but you you can't call them you have no idea what song it is that's going to trigger that as you get older and now i'm just curious as to what other like club hits what other jungle and drum and bass songs am i going to hear and just (laughs) and just be destroyed by crying in the grocery store oh my god do you know what song makes me like emotional in a in that the sentiment is so simple and it also brings me back to a much simpler part Mm. of my life you know the song um feels so good by sonique yes no like that song to me is like oh i i was not clubbing at the Mm -hmm. time but like it reminds (laughs) me of just like scenes of clubbing in movies where you're like it just like the late 90s like free like you know the, the economy was doing yeah. well you could go out <laughs> like and it's just like yeah it does feel so good <laughs> yeah it's yeah yeah because that's actually when i had my happy ass out and well to be honest i i was out in the clubs like late mid to late 80s when i was like a teenager shouldn't have been and then mm-hmm. that just kept doing that with a, a major stop in going to see bands play. You know, you fuck one guy right. who plays a guitar, suddenly... Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean... Suddenly you, you have to see have them like all a, pers- a different personality for about a year and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you do that for a while, and then you you stumble and find your way back at the club. And now I, I, I still will probably stop at a club and just stand there and go, I mean, yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, like, I guess... Yep, that's uh, that's what y'all are supposed to do. So have at it and then, you know, <laughs> go home. But I remember my best friend, this was like 97, 98. My best friend worked the door of the club that we would go to a lot anyway. And I remember her coming home from house night and telling me mm-hmm. that an older woman who in hindsight was probably like mid to late 50s uh, would come in every every Saturday night dressed up in like church clothes but the glittery kind like christmas Mm. easter church clothes yes and um (laughs) would come and dance just all night long she came kind of early in the night which was like 11 30 but she'd stay until last call which was four and she just danced to the house because it was the closest to disco which i guess was the last time that she was out on the regular and we kind of chuckled and then i was like you know that's us right and she's like yeah i know (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, you know that in, in 20, 30 years, that will be us. And um, I know. yeah, so I'm just 
collecting glittery clothing until I turn that corner. I I have to say I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I don't know I, what my version of I don't know what my version of glittery clothing will be. It's tough. <laughs> it is. I I cuz I do want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Like I think that is the goal. But it's also like as you age your interests and goals change in a way where I'm like I don't know whether the instinct is to fight the like in urge to like be quieter and like settle down in a more real way and like still fight to go to the clubs or if it's yeah. to embrace it and be like well that was the thought of a 20 something right and now as a whatever something i should it's good that i don't want that right yeah i mean it's you you will and i feel like you'll instinctively fight the urge or you'll try it and some <laughs> your surroundings will be like hey man you you're not supposed to be here and you're like you're right let me i am thoroughly mm-hmm. embarrassed but then what will happen is you will get to a point where you're like i don't care mm-hmm. totally but you have to truly not care you can't say i don't care exactly. <laughs> because yeah. you absolutely care so you have to not even realize that you don't care but you're just like i'm gonna go in there and you go in and people are like, are you sure? And you just walk by the door, girl, and you just go in and you have your night and then you leave like, see you next week. And the door girl goes home and is like, yo, this wild woman was out here in glitter dancing <laughs> yeah. and I kind of want to be her. And it's not that you want to be a wild woman dancing in glitter. You just want to not care. Yeah. Yeah. There wow. you go. That's wow. Yeah. I know because when you care, you can kind of see that desperation in people's yes. eyes. <laughs> it's like and it's tough because it's not and and they don't know <laughs> like two people can look identical in every other way like it has nothing to do with like how you dress or how attractive mm-hmm. you are but like it just has to do with like knowing you're doing something on your own terms versus going there desperate for something to happen to you so you can like feel right. something yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> for something to happen oh that's the worst yeah <laughs> It's a constant little lesson. I think you're pointing. I love the um, <laughs> the truth of like just saying you don't care is like not enough. Yeah. Like <laughs> you really have to go through a journey to believe mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's impossible. And you can't like be like it. You can't fast track that journey. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. no. <laughs> do you ever actually? I was like, I was going through this yesterday, which is a slightly smaller version of this. But do you ever like feel yourself in a bad mood or whatever, and you know you have to do something, and you try to get yourself to just be in a different mood, and you're like, just stop, just stop, just stop. It's impossible. Yeah. But like you just yeah. know that like you, if you're in a bad mood, you're going to enter a space and then immediately like either be rude to someone or be quiet and weird or be awkward. And it's like you just what you know that if only this thing you have to do could be 24 hours from now, you would be normal. Yeah, yeah. I, that happens a lot. And I try to uh, I may say something when I see my roommate, since he's the one who would have to deal with it the most often. Yeah, I'll just go, hey, I'm there's a and he's like okay (laughs) fine yeah (laughs) but um but yeah i try to like literally roll up in a ball if i have to go out into the world and i feel that way like a like a roly-poly and just try to roll through (laughs) and get through everything and when someone says or does something i try to just go look i don't know if today is the day for that totally um and usually 
no one pays attention to the warning. No one ever pays. Why? <laughs> they don't know it's a warning. Why would it be yeah. a warning? You're fine. And then I got a snap, and my snap is so bad. It's so terrible. Yeah. And so I'm, wow. I'm like, I'm uh, all right. I tried to roly-poly through it, and you guys won't yeah, let yeah. me. So now I got to be mean. I kind of try to do the, like... Uh, so have you guys seen the Katy Perry documentary, the famous scene where she is like crying, 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 and then she's about to get lifted up on stage and she just like stops crying and like <laughs> smiles, like does like pop star right. face and then just like gets lifted up on stage. I kind of do that in my mind where I'm like in a horrible, horrible mood. And then like the falseness of pretending to be in a good mood kind of makes me be in a good mood. Like, yeah. where, like turning around and being like let's do this is like makes me laugh in a way that mm. like does kind of get me out of the okay. mood in a weird way. I'll have to try that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Try it. I mean, I do a little think performance. totally. I think the one time a yoga teacher said, if you feel like this is difficult, just smile. And then that'll make you think like, it's like, like if you just like smile really widely, force yourself to smile widely, then it will make it feel more easy. Mm. Did it? I mean, who knows? I... <laughs> <laughs> well, a yoga teacher said it, so it's true. true. Yeah, yeah, so it's true. Um, yeah, so it's true. Should we do our first segment? I think that would be an excellent idea. Um, will you explain it, please? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, I was going to do it because you did it last yeah. time, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sam becomes like stereotype of needy girlfriend voice. <laughs> <laughs> when it's time to do the first so good. It's for okay. some reason it's like so jarring to me. I kind of I actually have now embraced it and it makes me feel like kind of like a dom, like the top <laughs> when when it's time to to mm -hmm. do this because I'm like, "Oh, he can't do it. I have to step in." <laughs> um Shirleo, our first segment is called Straight Shooters and in this segment we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by giving you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to choose between one thing or another mm. thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions or any clarifications about the rules. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, take it away. Okay, wow. Um, oh, um, that one's actually bad. Okay. Uh, okay, Shalewa, hmm. gender fluidity or liquid assets? <laughs> I was supposed to say which one is straight? You can't ask any questions. Uh, you can't ask questions. Right. Uh, gender fluidity or liquid assets. I mean, I'm kind of tapped out on both. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll go with. Uh, <laughs> I've I'm been born broke. Uh, gender fluidity. Great, Shalewa. Um, an eight-hour documentary about the Beatles or making the band season three. <laughs> That's the one with Danny yes. Kane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I am well versed in both, sadly. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, Lord. Ooh, that's hard because I literally argued with various people about both things, standing up for both of them. I'm going to go, ah, probably the Beatles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Shalewa. Using a wet wipe or having a dry spell? <laughs> Sadly, a wet wipe. <laughs> wet wipe. It's always nice when the guest gets into the... When you kind of realize, like, oh, this is literally about nothing, and I just choose one of these. Um, okay, Shalewa. 
taking a relaxing mm-hmm. bath or pulling a Sylvia Plath. Mm. Mm. Man, which feels better to me at the time? Usually one um, begets the other, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go, I will go with the, uh, the bath. Mm. Yes. Tasteful. Yeah. Tasteful. Okay. Um, Mambo number five or SEAL Team six? Oh, always Mambo number five. Okay. Um, Samantha moving to London or Big dying? You know what? Look here. That was... mm. The... Oh. I mean, honestly, the shade of it all is going to have to go to Samantha moving to London. Yeah. 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 Come on. And... Okay. And then I guess I'll do my bad one that Mm. was my last... My first one that I was going to skip, but... Um, just because I feel like I've already even said it. Um, and just like that, or nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, like that, that is a good one. I mean, um, I'm gonna have, to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say, and just like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And finally, Fettuccine Alfredo or Stephanie Germanata. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this uh, I I don't I don't know where people how people will feel about this, but I'm gonna have to go fettuccine alfredo. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I know. Definitely controversial. Yeah. But definitely the thing is controversial. The, fettuccine alfredo is one of those things that I don't think I've had in decades. But 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 it sounds so. It just sounds like such a great comfort food. I I wish someone would just bring me fettuccine alfredo. I want fettuccine alfredo. I don't even know if I've ever had it. It's one of those things where it's like, have I had fettuccine alfredo? It seems so common, and yet, if I'm having pasta, it's not that. That's a great question. You know, the other thing with fettuccine alfredo is like, if I'm going to have a white pasta, make it a carbonara. (laughs) (laughs) And here's my thing, is I don't know any fucking pastas. I know know what a lasagna is, (laughs) and I know what spaghetti is. I do not know what a carbonara is, and I don't know what a fettuccine alfredo is. It's just... So, yeah, a carbonara is like, it's it's a white sauce, so I kind of thought it would be a lot of like... uh, you know, heavy cream, but it's actually eggs. It's like egg based, and then there is bacon and what? What else is in it? Cheese. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huh. yeah, it's like a breakfasty. If you if you totally. only think of eggs in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like bre- yeah. yes. And honestly, one of the biggest game changers is realizing you can have pasta for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you can? You absolutely can. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. Huh. Interestingly, I learned that in Boston because I <laughs> well, went somewhere that had a breakfast there's, pasta. If there's any place that's definitely having <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pasta for breakfast, it's going to be Boston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there twice, and I, I don't know mm-hmm. why I put that judgment on them, but here, here it is. No, it's you're no, right. They deserve it. They the deserve other thing it. with carbonara is that there is a famous scene in Heartburn where Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson have carbonara in bed. She makes like a giant bowl of it and they eat it out of the same bowl in bed. Hmm. I even feel the word carbonara kind of uh-huh. grosses me out to say. <laughs> I feel like I'm almost putting on an accent in a way that feels bad. Oh, I was going to say that um, that the media has trained you to recoil at anything including the word carb yes so that you are just like no it's bad news it's not it's a hug it's a hug from the inside <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do think i think the media what the media has done to our relationships with pasta is cruel yeah. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. 100%. Even even after I've like decolonized my mind, <laughs> I still, whenever I have pasta, I'm like, ooh, cheat day. <laughs> Justice for pasta. Let it free. Yeah. Let it, it free. Oh, um, wow. Let's let's try to get into our top. Let's piece. do okay. it. I, you know what's great about this topic, I, and I'll let you introduce it. Is like it is now. It's the so the topic is New Year's Eve, and we will get into it. But we are recording like weeks before, and it's so nice to like get myself in the mindset of like, what if it was three days before New Year's Eve? Oh, oh, you're going on a little journey in your mind, right? <laughs> I'm like, imagine everyone listening to this like has already had Christmas. They are fully in the like. I mean, malls are drowning in giant red ribbons. Like, it is Christmas spirit o'clock. Yeah. And they are now planning, like, for the first time in two years, they're actually making New Year's Eve plans. Yeah. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about mm. that. I hadn't thought about the pressure of... New Year's is always full of pressure. I want to say, we... This... We... Group came up with this topic. Yes, because it's timely. But also, uh, there's some truth in it. <laughs> and I feel the pressure of New Year's is always huge. But the pressure of, like, this New Year's, I hadn't even considered that it's, like, the first New Year's back, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I... I've been trying to find someone to kiss on new year's since i was like 16 Mm -hmm. because that's apparently what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and it only was a a couple of years like maybe three or four years ago that i realized that the reason that i love on paper i love new year's right new beginning you can you put up your new breakfast club calendar you can do all of these things um but I, so I go in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time at the end of it, I'm like, well, I mean, that was kind of anticlimactic. And I realize it's because I'm wanting to kiss someone on New Year's. Yeah. And about four years ago, I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing to want to do. I can't believe that it's that ingrained in me to want to do that. Um, so I'm still trying to shake that loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, the pressure of this New Year's there's no way in hell I'm going to be out in those streets. Oh, yes. No, I need to be in a, cont- in a, in like a, in a privately held party. Like I can't yeah. be, I can't be going to some kind of like club or event or concert Mm-mm. or like, I, no, it needs to be a house party or a party hosted by a close friend in mm-hmm. a venue. Yeah. 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 I can't, it's too much. You can smell that the the yeah. New Year's Eve desperation is a different smell. It is different than normal uh, yes, desperation. It's, it's so yeah. oh, it's so strong and biting and makes your eyes water and it's just out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. Plus, you know, uh, add toss a little COVID on top of that. There's no way. That's just <laughs> no, uh, no, no way. Just everybody attempting to connect. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> the, yeah, I the straightness of New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. The kiss is very real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gay people, we do it too now. Yes. And it's like, we would not celebrate with like a little peck. I feel like if it had been a gay holiday to begin with, there would be something a little nastier going on. Well, gay people should reclaim it by having to blow each other when the <laughs> clock strikes 12. <laughs> That's how I know you mean it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like you're literally in a party. That's like mixed company. And 
and then the gay <laughs> men specifically get on their knees at 12. And just blow whoever. I have to say there's something to me so sweet about the times I've been single and I decided like with a friend that we were going to kiss each other at midnight. Hmm. That's nice. That is nice. I think so. The, I mean, I've maybe kissed a friend on the cheek or no, actually they've yeah. kissed me on the cheek probably because I looked sad without meaning to <laughs> you know yeah. i'm like this is great and i'm just in a club watching everybody kiss and i'm like yay with yeah. one noisemaker <laughs> da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. hooray it's 2003 or whatever you know just <laughs> nightmares all around yeah. so although bringing in I, 2000 was fun because you know i really thought the world would end mm -hmm. oh wow. I, that's if kind <laughs> of where I, that's as far as i planned out in my life i don't do like goals mm. so like when i was a kid one of my mom's friends asked me what i wanted to be when i grew up and i just said i want to live in a one-bedroom apartment so honestly a very good that's goal. it so whatever i need to do to get there that's what i you know so and i had done the math in like fifth grade i had done the math and i'm like oh i'll be 28 when the year 2000 hits and then everything will be over so let me just make it to 28 and we're good so i made it to 28 and i'm like i'm you know, I'm in a studio. That's as close to my dream as I wanted. <laughs> yeah, you kind of uh, killed yeah, it. So yeah. let's go end it. Fine. I don't need batteries or bottled yeah. water. And then so I sat there and nothing happened. And then I went to the clubs I normally went to, which happened to be across the street from where I lived. That's planning. And uh, <laughs> I went over there about 1230 and they were like, yeah, no one's here. And by one, everyone was there because yeah. they realized they weren't going to die. And so that was nice. Wow. <laughs> I do. I, I think, I mean, you are right. And I mean, we have been chasing the drama of Y2K every new year since mm -hmm. then, even down to the fact that we still make New Year's glasses with zeros in them. It's like, that was a, a 2000 thing. thing. Yeah, we, like, yeah, it's over. You're never going to get back that <laughs> excitement of wearing the glasses that have the three yeah. zeros. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a mat. You should have cherished that. I hope you saved those glasses, everybody. Yeah. Collector's item. I mean. And then there was a slight excitement in 2002 where you were like, oh, it's an yes. anagram. <laughs> There's two on <laughs> each side. <laughs> but like, and then, and, but, but that's it. Then people tried to do it in 2020 and it's like, no, it's off center. You can't no. do it. Yeah. It's just not yeah. the same. <laughs> I was excited for 2020 in the sense that like, it finally, I like, I've wanted a decade that like you could explain easily. Like I hate saying the odds. Mm. I hate saying like the tens. So I was like, give me, finally we can like refer to the twenties in a real way. Uh, that was helpful for me as I, I don't know why. No, I get that. Um, the odds does feel weird. <laughs> the odds feels clunky and I guess we've landed on it. We've committed to yeah. it, but it's still not right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the 2010s I'm okay with. 20s then is confusing because you think of the 1920s. Yeah. But, that's what that's what you we know. get for learning our history. I know. That's what we get for still being alive. <laughs> yeah. How dare we? <laughs> we should have been gone really? 21 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? This year is like the first year in a while that I actually might do New Year's resolutions, which seems so childish. And I had completely given up on any idea mm -hmm. of, of doing something like that. But for some reason, it feels like this is, I don't know, it, I feel a sense of slight optimism oh wow so are you going yeah. to do things that you have to actually work towards or are you going to do like real 
loose, <laughs> loosely I woven see. ones yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, yeah. I think like things I'm gonna work towards. I haven't decided mm -hmm. on them yet, but I, I think my, my reaction against <laughs> the kind of like <laughs> hustle culture right. has been to not, <laughs> has been to like not make any goals and plans. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can meet in the middle. <laughs> like, do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I, I have things that I want to work on on post-its in my room. Yeah, see, I don't even have that. Like, I, I just don't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but sorry. But that's it. I mean, I had to. It, it's been recently that I've made myself start doing that. Uh, because mm -hmm. before I was just like, I'll do whatever comes at me. And then at yep. some point I'm like, I don't know if I like what's coming at me. Yes. And I feel like yeah. if maybe yeah. I made some changes or really plan things out better stuff would come at me totally so what what are those things and then i just wrote them on post-its and just stuck them on the back of my door and now that's what my guiding that's my beacon i guess <laughs> <laughs> haphazard post-its I love uh, New Year's resolutions. I feel like such a nerd. Um, I feel like, you know, normally George is the 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 oh nerd God. and I'm sort of this carefree, <laughs> um, just lovely personality. You say that, but I, I literally think you are mar more, much more organized in terms of like career stuff than I am, I think. I'm very much feeling right now like, oh, I, I am a... Uh, I I do do hustle culture a little bit, like not that I'm proud of it, and I don't think of it like that. I think for me it's more um, self help culture. Like mm -hmm. I kind of love that. Like I feel like I read like some book when I was like in high school that was assigned to me that was about like achieving goals, and it like has been burned into my brain. Like yeah. I love making lists. I love like <laughs> setting like routines that I have to keep up with. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel, I feel this is unrelatable. I feel this is not um, fun to hear about. And I feel it's no. revealing the dark side of no, me. No, no, no. Here's what I'll say. I, I like, I used to be like that, or I used to attempt to be like that when I, okay. I'm like now psychoanalyzing myself. I feel like Please. the thing, the thing is that like every time I have attempted to make goals, make a list, make a to-do list, make a weekly plan, make a five-year plan, inevitably you don't actually accomplish everything as you think you're going to. And I think subconsciously, I kind of decided like my way of avoiding failure is not setting those goals in the first mm. place. Mm. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just like, okay, well, I'll, as like Shilly was said, like the things that come to me, I deal with, but if I'm not uh, setting a standard for myself, then I can never fail to live up yeah, to it. Yeah, it's a lot of that. I actually admire that you're able to uh, make lists, Sam, and, and like, think of things and uh I, I you know you should feel very lucky that that book fell into your lap at the right time mm -hmm. because now it like if i were to try and read a book about here's how you i would be like what is this bullshit i'm not doing this i know right you know right. i'm too it's too dyed in the wool for me and i i i wanna i'm trying to break out in ways that to me feel unconventional because the whole idea of it feels wild to me but then when i go and look at what the suggestions are i'm like oh i'm not this isn't wild i'm not like breaking the mold of how to get organized this is literally what it says to do i just never looked at it before yeah and i'm out here thinking i'm a visionary and yeah no getting a <laughs> journal is not 
that's not visionary shit, Shalewa. That's, <laughs> that's like. I one time, I mean, I still, I mean, this was not that long ago. So of course I still remember it. It was like a month ago, but one, I was like in a really bad mood and I was talking to Sam on air about it. And Sam was like, <laughs> very matter of fact, it was just like, okay, what is your exercise and journaling regimen? And I was like, whoa, I was not ready to be called out like this. Like, I am just depressed because I'm sad. But it really was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, there literally are things you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's little things. And they've been the same things for generations. And we never listen. We never. I literally never. never listen. I, after not exercising for truly months, exercised twice last week, immediately felt better and then have not exercised since Wednesday and now feel mm-hmm. bad again. And I'm like, well, I wonder what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that to my roommate who really responds well to exercise and he won't for a little while. And I'm like, have you gone out and done your little thing? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, maybe I'll do it. I don't know if I feel like it. And I really coaxed him into doing his whatever. And then he comes back and he's like, I feel great. And I'm like, that's great. I think I have diabetes. And it's like, <laughs> why do you think that because you just ate a whole sleeve of cookies maybe like yeah. i can see it yeah. in him but somehow in front of me i'm oh, like i don't i don't know what's 100%. wrong completely i am the i give great advice such great advice just not to myself like i'm yeah i would say that is one of my strengths <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'm the same way i definitely still I, i'll hit my little spiral oh why not yeah <laughs> Why not? Sometimes you got to do it just to see like that you still can enter such a low point. There's something exciting about being like, yeah, I can be like an angsty teen whenever I want. Yeah. This week I was in, I think it was like Wednesday. I was in like a horrific mood and had to like finish something by like 11. And I was like, I'm just going to be in a bad mood for like three more hours and then I'll start. (laughs) And it like kind of helped like just to be like, okay, I'm just going to being horrible to myself Mm -hmm. and then i'll stop (laughs) yeah i will put on a song that i know will make me cry because i need that cry in order to get out whatever it is that is bothering me and then i literally could just be there weeping and then go and i'm done (laughs) turn off that song and then let me just do this thing because now i'm starting to if i were watching this on tv i'd be like why doesn't that bitch just stand up and do blah 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 yeah (laughs) so i have to like be the voice outside that's like art directing whatever it is i'm doing (laughs) yes yes 100 (laughs) yeah there's nothing like acting a certain way and then zooming out and being like wow if a character on television was doing this i would think it was like completely um you know one of the one of the bad seasons of girls (laughs) yeah because i will give up on a show if i don't care what happens to the characters and never go back to it yeah um and so i'm just trying to not give up on whatever show it is that i think i'm the main character wow that's honestly (laughs) really profound i mean i think we're really tapping in this is a Katy perry thing i was talking about (laughs) sometimes you have to like (laughs) imagine it's a performance you have to remember the performance of life yeah that's that is that's honestly like a good that's a good point. <laughs> there is we put we really do put so much attention on like our internal lives and you have to remember like this is a performance and you have to hit your mark. And yeah. like, you just need to hit if you hit your mark, like everything else will follow. Right. <laughs> wow. We're all trying to be method actors, like we're trying yeah. to be Jeremy Strong, but we actually need to just be yeah. Katy Perry. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's all it takes. <laughs> 
Wow. I don't think we've gotten into so many insights in an episode in this little time ever. This is, this is like more emotional than we normally go, and I kind of like it. I know. Yeah. You know why? It's because we put ourselves in the New Year's uh, yeah. mindset. We're, we're thinking of... Yeah beginnings and what has come before and we're just like yeah uh what now also the week between christmas and new year's is such a no man's land like you yes. don't know everyone's just moving through pudding nobody knows what they're doing and i think that also adds to the fraught nature of new year's because you're wrapping it all up and it mm-hmm. and even no matter how the year is that final week is just like i don't know anything anymore so I better that kiss someone, is... and it's it adds to it. <laughs> a, yeah. a, a clarity kiss. Is what your look was? What New Year's is? Totally. Yes, I. That week is my fa- this this week. We're currently in it. <laughs> this it's my favorite time of the year by far. Like the it's the only time when everyone is like jobs don't matter. Mm. Yes. Like mm-hmm. nothing oh matters. God. No <laughs> yes. let, no appointments matter. Everything is like optional in a way that is so fun. It's the spring break of the it year. Is. Um <laughs> I really enjoy it. Like it's the only time I'll actually like feel like I can have a full day of recreation and not feel bad about it. Yeah, it's yeah, it just makes you think like why can't we just do this like four times yeah. a year? Like it, we all need a break. Like it, it's it's not going to like tank the economy if we just allow ourselves some vacation. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and 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 the th- and that's that's the thing is that everyone is on the same page. Whereas like no matter what you else you do, like yes, you can take a vacation, you can take time off, you can go on a trip, but like you are very aware of the fact that you're the exception. Like everyone else is still going 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 and you're like attempting to read mm-hmm. on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, attempting to read. So many books. I know. I mean, I can't. So even, many of books have gone even. places with me, never to be cracked. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, hurts. It could it not. Hurts. I, it really is like I've talked about this like a lot, but like I was truly being good about reading during mm. the pandemic. Like I was like, I'm so glad. I always have a book. It like is keeping me sane. Blah blah. And then a few months ago, it just completely stopped. And I cannot read. I don't think I've, it, this hasn't happened to me in, in years. Like I just cannot read more than three words on a page. I get that. Yeah. I had to force myself. I ordered a lot of books. So I definitely was on top of that. Yeah. Whenever I'm stressed out, apparently I get a book. And so I had a lot mm-hmm. of books coming here to the house and I think I've finished two of them and one of them yeah. was a graphic novel. So it counts. That counts. But that counts. Yeah, pages. you know, the, the words are small. So yeah. it was harder yeah. for me to read through my old glasses. So yeah, I think it counts. But totally. I was just like, I don't understand. I, I am fully interested in all of these. I know that, you know, it, it'll take me a minute. So I picked out things yeah. that I really want to get into. And then I'd open it and I'm just like, oh, this is all just wingdings. <laughs> just put it down. Right. But I'll take it somewhere. I'll go in somewhere. I'll take it with me. I'll certainly have time there. But I mean, how how is it going to compete with, you know, Toy Blast on my phone? I know. I can't. <laughs> I and the just... thing is, much like exercising and journaling, you do know that once you get past that first page or two, it will make like it, it, help, it makes your brain mm-hmm think slower it like makes you be in the you know you're in the moment more you're forced to think outside yourself you're forced to use your imagination like it is objectively good for you yeah and yet and yeah <laughs> for me it's like the problem is starting a book once i start i'm gonna finish but like 
I get scared to start because then I know I'll put pressure on myself and never like, I'll be like, Oh, I have to finish now. And so every time I have a free moment, I'm like, well, I should be, I should probably finish that book. <laughs> and it's like, ugh, I don't like that feeling. Yeah. I've had a few false starts where I've read a chapter and I'm like, I didn't retain any of that. Yeah. I guess I better start again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to put this down today. I'll pick it up in two days and I'll read that chapter again and see if it makes since then and some and and sometimes it does it'll click and i'm like okay i'm in it now let's great let's go <laughs> yeah wow i'm like okay this has been insane we <laughs> we've like unpacked like our feelings towards yes <laughs> towards life pretty much itself. everything yeah i also think a big lesson from this episode is like embrace the obvious yeah like mm -hmm. you know what you need yeah. to do just go yeah. ahead and do it. Put it, yeah. Go just, ahead and do it. yeah. Uh, whatever it is that you need to do to trick your brain into it, yeah. Do that. Just know that yeah. it. I mean, look, stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not all cliches are bad. Whichever one, however you mm -hmm. want to write that in cursive, on a piece of you know whatever type of on a post-it yeah, note. On a post-it note. <laughs> put it on a post-it. Put it on the back of an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> on a magnet on your fridge however it'll really sink in <laughs> yeah. etched on a wine glass and you kind of realize like you know the people that know like the people that are happiest are the people it, it's not that they have some secret sauce it's the people that are doing all the basic things yeah. you have to do any anguish yeah. artist that you see is just trying not to do yeah what they think is sellout shit. It's not sellout shit. It's what we all have to do to survive. <laughs> yeah. God, here's to it. Here's Imagine I'm holding a, a New Year's Eve champagne. <laughs> and I am as well. Wow. New year. New I us. Know. New us. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do in the new year? Hmm. What? I really want to uh, find a gym with a pool. Ooh. And I want to swim. Okay. Okay. That's, I love that. that. That's my goal. <laughs> That's nice. What are your guys' goals? <laughs> wow, are we really doing oh, this? No. Okay. I think we okay. should. I think it's going to be right. fun. Well, I I mean, by, by the time this airs, I will have, because part of my plan when I am going home for Christmas, I mean, I'm going home for two full weeks. And truly part of my plan was to like dedicate time <laughs> to think about this <laughs> for the first time in mm -hmm. years. But I'm more than happy to come up with something on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> um Shalewa, what are your what are your uh, goals oh my goals are are um broad getting into granular so yeah good mental health mm -hmm. okay. right is very broad but now what do i have to do for that well i have a i have an inkling that i may have the adult adhd mm. let's see if that's true i'm gonna see what i gotta do to check that out uh, I'm gonna try to good physical health. I'm gonna try to. I'm not doing something like lose such and such number of pounds because that doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I would like to see what's going on with my teeth though. Mm -hmm. So that's a good yeah. one. I want to do that too. I haven't been to a dentist in like eight years. Yeah. Me too. I actually just told. This is so humiliating, but I literally just told my mom to book me an appointment when I visit home. I mean, that's great because I have not gone in New York. <laughs> Yeah. Nor should you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then I just um oh, this is wild. Um create a home. Mm. And by that I mean um I don't feel fully at home 
in New York, even though I've been here eight something years, even though I was mm-hmm. born here. Um, but I don't feel necessarily at home in Atlanta, which is where I grew up because uh, my parents passed away and with them went the idea of home. Mm-hmm. Like you can always, you know, go to whatever that home is. So I, I am now at a point where I'm like, I need to decide what home is for me and make that happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm, that's the main goal of uh, 2022. I love that. I love that too. I think making a home is, I, I feel that way so much because we like, moved around when I was young and I, there's no one place I consider home. And then even as an adult, I've never lived in an apartment for longer than two years ever. Mm-hmm. And there's almost like a defensiveness where you're like, well, I'm a nomad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I, of course I don't have, you know, act furniture. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oof. Is it my turn? Yeah, George, you actually have to go. Okay, fine. Um, I would say uh, a very large, a big picture thing I would want is to kind of feel more in control of my day-to-day life. (laughs) Meaning like kind of what we were talking about before about like setting the terms yourself rather than waiting to react to things that happen to you. Like I feel like just on a micro level, I would like to have a good morning routine. I would like to have a good post-work routine. I would like to at work, decide what I'm working on rather than kind of like base it on whatever email I'm getting in the moment, whatever. So I think like being more in control, I think another thing that I would like is to kind of like reinvest it to, to be very mindful about my relationships with other people Mm -hmm. and to like invest in maintaining correspondences with people that are not in my daily life or calling my grandparents more like you know i i feel like i somehow create this narrative where it's like oh it's classic me to not respond to a text because i'm busy it's you know like yeah i'm not i forgot to call someone on a a holiday or something like oh god and then i'll like email them a week later and be like oh i'm so stupid for forgetting and it's like well maybe i'm old enough that i can be expected to remember to call everyone on their birthday and you know maybe like send someone a congratulatory email when they have a baby or get a new job or like you know do these things that feel like what how adults are supposed to communicate with one another rather than just like maintain a series of like on and off text thread relationships mm-hmm. that's good yeah that's really I good i like that and that that'll take you a year <laughs> yeah that'll be tough that will yeah. be tough that's yeah but like this is so basic, truly, but like one thing is like I would like for the entire year, every day to log into Facebook that day, see whose birthday it is, and then put those birthdays in my calendar oh. so that by the end of the year, I have all important people's birthdays in my calendar. And I don't have to depend on like happening on it on social media or forgetting it or whatever. You know, again, small thing. That's but- actually a really good idea. That's very smart. That's a really good idea. <laughs> That's great. What a what a wholesome goal! I know. Wow. Well, this um, was an unexpected earnestness bonanza. <laughs> Truly, I, I bring them um, with me. It's my it's my fault. No, I mean we love no, it, no, no, and no, it's love and it. it's uh, and it's important. Yeah, 
Um, I guess we should do our final segment, George, right? Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I mean, well, actually, I'm actually not ready because I don't know what I'm going to say, but 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 I do think it's time. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Shlewa, our final segment is called Shoutouts, and sort of in a classic homage to the straight tradition of the radio shoutout, we give a shoutout to anything that we enjoy. Imagine, you know, it's 2001, you're at TRL, and you're shouting back to your squad back home. Sure, sure. Uh, just about anything you like. <sighs> what? Will it be? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I've got it. Okay, okay, go. Um, uh, what's up, everybody? Who is out there? I want to give a huge shout out to um the ocean and aquatic life. I wow. um something about water. I'm starting to feel not to be too um dare I say like religious is that the word I'm thinking of but like I uh, I'm feeling spiritual towards water <laughs> recently wow. in a way that I can't quite describe um I think like I I'm so calmed by the ocean I'm so um drawn to water I can like literally just like look at like videos of whales and that like will do so much for me I don't know what is wrong with me but it is working and I think my like Instagram has figured this out and they keep showing me aquatic animals and I'm loving it I cannot skip a single video um and uh, yeah the ocean is so full of wonder and water is the ground floor of life um xoxo sam wow i love that (laughs) you know sam i also feel spiritual towards water always have Uh, maybe i don't know what it is it's um well it's we're made of it (laughs) we're 60 percent water god damn it let's start there (laughs) let's start there um, so maybe it's actually narcissist. It's it's a narcissist impulse <laughs> to yeah, be attracted maybe, to water. Maybe all people are. No, and we just think no. It's I'm not. Special. I don't know how to swim. <laughs> I'm trying to stay. You don't like water. I mean, it seems fine. <laughs> I guess maybe because you grew you grew up in a yeah in a very landlocked, landlocked way. But I just yeah. uh, like I I didn't learn how to swim and i was just like i guess mm-hmm. i'll just arrange my life so that i'm not around water so it's hilarious that i am yeah. in new york and i just ride in tubes underwater all the time and i'm just like i just don't <laughs> think about it but um it seems like it's nice though. yeah it's lovely <laughs> i can't get enough of the stuff um, um sure, sure, I'll, go for uh, it. yeah i'll go i'll go um What's up, freaks and losers? I want to give a quick shout out to the private Instagram I have for only following vintage furniture accounts. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It is such a nice scrolling experience to not see any familiar faces, any unfamiliar faces, any faces at all, really. No humans to be seen whatsoever. Um, just slightly dirty furniture that I still somehow can't afford and yet gives me the opportunity to imagine different lives for myself, to to almost develop taste by kind of deciding what I like and what I don't like in real time. Um, And it's nice to use an app that normally I associate with rolling my eyes aggressively and uh, being angry at everyone involved to kind of reformulate it into something positive. So shout out to the vintage furniture sellers across this great nation that I follow on my private Instagram account. And I hope you're having a great holiday season. Woo! That was nice. Wow. I got to, I, I, I dabble in some of those as well. So the, yeah, I, I merged my, my, I just follow them on my main. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should, I should probably set up a separate one, but, 
I'll just forget that password. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it linked yeah. and completely forget. Okay, so I have to come up with a shout out, right? That's right. Yeah, whenever <laughs> you're ready. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, hey, what's up, y'all? This is Shalewa, aka Silky Jumbo. <laughs> um, I just, I just want to send a shout out to a homie that's been by my side since day one crayons mm. <laughs> because you supply me with the thing i really love and i want to send a shout out to this colors i love colors yes i love um how being particular about the shades i will i follow twitter accounts that have nothing but color blocks like bots that put together color blocks mm -hmm. and I yell at them when they get turquoise wrong. <laughs> but now I'm thinking, have I been looking at turquoise wrong? Is there more green in it than blue? I don't think so. I think it's more blue based than green based. When you move more green, it's teal. Yes. I'm not big Agreed. on teal, but everybody keeps calling teal turquoise. You don't even want to know what they're doing with puce. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild out there, and I love getting worked up about it. And um, once uh, my dad showed me a pair of new shoes that he got, and he was like, oh, I got these new brown shoes. And I'm like, ooh, those are like a Cordoba. And he's like, you are always good with colors. And he's right. <laughs> so shout out. Shout out to colors. Shout, shout out. out to crayons. Woo. Woo. <laughs> and uh, wow. I look forward to spending much more time with you uh, as coloring is a big stress reliever for me. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> wow. I love that. That's yeah, really I nice. can't draw. Let me clarify. I cannot draw. No, but you can color. <laughs> I can color. So that's what I do. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. I love that. I do agree about turquoise and teal. It's weirdly one of those things that like it feels so kind of like silly to right. care about. And I'm, and I'm like, no, that's... like this is we have words have to yes. mean things. Like you we can't, can't just, just decide yeah. that this is now turquoise when it's not been turquoise. Yeah. I know what it was. I know what turquoise is supposed yeah. to be. And they're trying to slip teal by us. I'm not buying it. I have a a, a mixed relationship with colors because I'm red green color deficient. So are I, you? Yeah. So wow. it's always been a like, I it's a place where I can't speak on it. <laughs> I can never put my input. I had huh. no idea. Yeah, it's like kind of it's mostly subtle. It's just like sh certain shades look like yeah. they round up, if you will. Mm. But uh, wow. but it's like you know. I've always, you know, purples have been blue in my mind and oh, blah, 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 blah. Interesting. Wow. Man. Yeah. Well, I'll light a candle for you. Same. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, Shalewa, this has been very uh, heartwarming, mm -hmm. very uh, wholesome. <laughs> it's great. And honestly, a blast from beginning to end. Thank you. I've had a good time. I'm uh, so pleased. It was really kind of, I, it's, this is the last episode we're recording this year. And what a way to go. Oh, thanks. What a way to go. I'm, I'm so glad to close out the year with you two. Yeah. It's an honor. <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege. <laughs> well, folks, we'll see you in 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>